And I said, you guys need to have pride in your city. Like, don't, don't, like, literally the name of your podcast, don't dis, like, don't dis Augusta. Welcome to Drop the Disc. This week, we cleaned up our act with Glenn Ford, the founder of Operation Clean City, an entirely volunteer force that works every weekend to keep downtown Augusta clean. You don't need to bring anything. We have all the buckets, we have all the grabbers, and we have all the gloves. Just bring yourself and your friends. He talks to us about being a transplant and seeing a need in his new city and taking action to solve that problem. Or deliberate to do when I want to do something, like I'll just do it. I don't, I don't care. Like to see, all right, who do I got to talk to to do this? I'll just go do it and find out later. And we also get some pretty interesting insider looks at what cleaning up the city can look like. For a long time, that place was like a, a crazy uh, a kill zone, is what I called it, a kill zone out there. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and support Drop the Disc this week. Uh, this is a great episode. This episode is a little bit unique because Glenn actually is in the military still and was moved recently to Washington State. However, he still stays in touch and keeps a pretty close watch on Operation Clean City, helping run it from afar with some local partners as well. Just a quick personal note here, as somebody who works downtown, if you support this and want to be a part of it, one thing that you can do is go to operationcleancity.com and help keep Augusta beautiful. And we really thank anybody and everybody who is involved in that effort. If you enjoy this episode today, make sure to leave us a rating or review. And this episode, like every episode, is presented by Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. Nancy is full of all kinds of real estate knowledge, and if you follow her social media pages at Downtown Augusta Broker, you're going to see her sharing that knowledge almost every single day, which is just an example of how she is, how she likes to help people, and how you don't need to be her client for her to want you to succeed. Um, if you are considering, if you're interested in, if you have any questions about doing something with real estate, whether it's buying, selling, investing, or maybe you're just concerned about your roof and you want to know uh, a good vendor to reach out to, Nancy Powell should be your first and only call for all things real estate. Give her a call, 706-717-1281. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And we are Drop the Disc Podcast. We are doing a virtual episode with yeah. someone that started something here in Augusta, which is really cool. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, so uh, my name's Glenn Ford. I am director, founder, whatever you want to call it, of <laughs> Operation Clean City, uh, cleaning up Augusta every weekend for the past seven years now, I think. Seven years? That's seven crazy. years, yeah. And just for a little context, Tell us where you're coming from right now, because this is our first, I think, fully remote interview with somebody that is not even in Augusta. Yes. Oh, okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm in Washington State right now in a, uh island called Whidbey Island. <laughs> so if you guys are familiar with that area, it's a little north of, uh, it's about an hour, hour and a half north of Seattle. That I was waiting for the Seattle reference. I can, I can, oh, yeah. I can get by that. <laughs> so you're like in Canada, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very cool. So we're gonna start by talking about your background, um, and then we'll talk about Operation Clean City. And and I think while we're while we're doing this, we may address the reason that you are in uh, Canada right now. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, the first question we like to ask, the way we like to start the show is, did you grow up in Augusta? I did not grow up in Augusta. I grew okay. up in Louisiana. So um, tell us a little bit about that. How long were you in Louisiana and, and what was your path to Augusta? Okay. Yeah, so I was actually born in the Bronx and then my parents moved from there to New Orleans in around 1990. Um, and I grew up in New Orleans, uh, and a couple cities around there, Metairie and Slidell. I'm sure you've heard of them. 
I went to college in New Orleans and just did a whole bunch of odd jobs uh, around that time. You know, was there during Katrina, all those things. So I did a lot of uh, yard work uh, and stuff like that. I I had a college degree, but it was in uh, liberal arts in uh, film and theater. And not a, not a lot of jobs. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so around 2009, I joined the Navy. So I uh, went to boot camp in April. And then I went to uh, the school, a school in California where I learned my job. And then in 2010, I, I remember the date actually, it was uh, November... 15th, 2010, I checked into Augusta, Georgia. So it's almost, it's almost, a, it's almost on the year today. It's, it's, we're on the 18th what? of October. Oh, wow. so Look at that. We're close. Yeah. We, close. We didn't, yeah. we didn't perfect the timing, but we got it close. <laughs> um, I want to go didn't. back a second and talk about something that you kind of briefly mentioned, but I don't think you mentioned it enough. And that's Katrina. Oh, um, yeah. Did you live in New Orleans when that happened? Uh, we were in Slidell when that happened. My sister was in New Orleans, um, and it was not fun because uh, both cities were pretty pretty uh, severely damaged. Do you think that your experience with that ended up contributing to kind of wanting to give back and keep the community clean uh, in any oh, way? Wow. That's a great question. I don't, I don't think. I mean, hey, yeah, we're here. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a really good question. But a lot of people so. that Katrina impacted, like it impacted them, like in a very real, like long term way. And that's the reason that I ask. Yeah, that's I'll answer it by saying this. It's one of the reasons why I did like do Operation Clean City is because w- when you're from New Orleans, you're so proud of that city. You will let everyone know that that's where you're from, right? And you don't let people talk trash about New Orleans. You're like, no, no, no. You know, maybe Baton Rouge, but not <laughs> New Orleans. Not, not New Orleans. You don't talk trash about New Orleans. So, and and you and I know New Orleans is not the cleanest city, right? By by, it's not at all. But the pride that people have in that city is what made me, literally, what made me start Operation Clean City because I, you know, I'm not from here. And I saw how, maybe I'm getting ahead of your question, but I saw how people were treating the city. And I said, you guys need to have pride in your city. Like, don't, don't, like, literally the name of your podcast, don't dis, like, don't dis Augusta. Like, take care of it, represent it, you know, be proud of it. And that's what led me to start it. Okay. So we, we may have gotten out of, out of line, but I wanted to bring that up before I forgot it. But you had just told us about moving to Augusta. So give us your first impressions. You're from New yeah. Orleans. You lived in the Bronx. <laughs> um, yeah. So this was, well, was obviously a, ba- a, a big yeah. city for you, right? Yeah, I was, I was a baby in the Bronx. I moved to New Orleans <laughs> when I was four. Okay. So, but, uh, you know, I visited multiple times. But, yeah, I, I, I was coming. I came to Augusta. I'm not going to lie with the same mentality most people do. You know, I came here and I was like, oh, man, okay. You know, I'm, I'm used to, like, New Orleans, you know, big, vibrant cities, stuff stuff to do at all times. And Augusta just has one street downtown and it's Broad Street, you know. Um, so, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. The first couple of years I was there, I, I had the same, like, dissing Augusta, disgusta type, type mentality. And it um, – it wasn't until I moved downtown uh, that all that changed. When did when did you move downtown? How long were you in Augusta before you moved downtown? Uh, let's see. I lived in Martinez at the uh, the Haven. Is that what it was? So called? you said Martinez. So you lived here for for quite a while. We can I tell lived, already. I lived, I lived here for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> it's in total about almost nine years. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> When I first got here, I was like, "No, it's Martinez." And then, I, <laughs> but you know, you gotta do what the locals do in Martinez. So, uh, I lived. I think I moved downtown in 2012. You moved downtown. What kinds of things were you doing in the city? Because um, you're kind of a perfect example of a transplant that came here with this kind of preconception, and then had this opportunity to see other opportunities. And so, I'm interested, like. 
you know, did you go to Metro Coffee House and see music? Like, what kind of started to pull you into that scene? You guys doing research? Yeah. I, um, <laughs> just an educated guess. Lucky guess. <laughs> no, um, yeah, 100%. So I, uh, I moved downtown. I actually was in Old Town. On, okay. Uh, it was between 2nd and Broad. And that was a wild time as well. Those stories, I can't. Remember. I don't know if I can. Can I tell those stories on here? What's the tell whatever you story you want, whatever the, you want to be out the there. The parental forever. guidance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the things I saw, I'll just leave it at that. Is were uh, wild. Um, late late at night while walking my dog, but uh, you know, tell those stories offline. Actually, I think but, the less uh, specific you are, the better for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually yeah. good with this. <laughs> All right, good. Um, yeah, I moved downtown, and immediately, I, I think the first thing I did was buy a bicycle. And um, I bought this yellow Fuji bike from this old uh, bike shop. And that, you guys bike, right? Uh, that just allows oh, yeah. you to see parts of, like, the city or state or wherever that you will not see in a car. So I rode up and down broad, all through East Boundary, through... Um, wow. I forget the back road now, but it's the road where the uh, Riverside Brewing, the the brewery is. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Back road, Gordon Highway, Fifth Street, yeah, Gordon uh, Highway. Yeah, Gordon Highway, all that. Uh, Hale Street. Tracks. I, you oh, are I, a brave soul to bike on Gordon Highway. I take that drive I, every day, and I almost yeah. hit like people in cars every day. <laughs> so I, I used to bike to work. I used to bike to Fort Gordon. Oh my goodness! Downtown. It was very fun. Uh, but the funny thing is. <laughs> going off going off track we're going to biking now go ahead but i'd never like fallen off of my bike off the pedals <laughs> until the first day i rode into work and you know there's like gate guards and i literally fell like off my bicycle because i couldn't clip out in time <laughs> in front of the gate guard in front of all the cars at like six in the morning it was embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> but anyways um yeah so i used to ride bikes and i would go hang out at like as soon as i would get off work i would just go ride my bike to the greenway and on the way back i would just go stop at like nacho mamas or metro whatever get some food get the little drink and that's that yeah that's what became of like that's what i did and i got into the habit of doing that and i felt part of like the community like getting to know all the the locals you know like like uh, David from Book Tavern, uh, David Michael Bade me, Philip, yep. yep. Philip Lee, RIP, mm-hmm. uh, seeing all those guys perform at all times, you know, and they would see me and I would, you know, they would see me enjoying their music when there's maybe like no one, no one's there, but I would be there like the only fan just like, yeah, keep going guys. And you know, they love that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I fell in love with Augusta. Uh, was by living downtown and just going out there and putting myself out there. We'll be right back to talk about more of Glenn's story and Operation Clean City after this quick message. So Halloween is this weekend. And we all know that Augusta loves to celebrate Halloween. But one of those celebrations will be held at Savannah River Brewery. They are doing a gothic prom. Yes, that's right, a gothic prom. There'll be three new beers present there will be tarot readings apple bobbing pumpkin painting food catered by that greek chef and of course music performed by tortoise portal please dress in your best all black attire and come celebrate with them this will be exciting it'll be fun something to do check them out savannahriverbrew.com so so how long were you downtown augusta before you had this idea of cleaning it up. I started Operation Clean City in August 2014. August or July, I don't even remember, but one of those late summer months. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So maybe like two years. Wow. So what was like, so you lived in Augusta, you lived in Martinez, and you went through the concept of like, I'm not a big <laughs> fan of of where I am right now. And then... Somehow you started biking 10 miles a day plus to go to Gord, uh, probably 20 to 30 miles a day, it was, for being it honest. Was 14, it was 14, I think. There 14 back. there? 14 back? Yeah, it was seven miles there. Four, so oh, 14 okay. total. That's yeah. Okay, was, well, I was giving you more credit. It doesn't seem that far, but. yeah. Hey, 
But so you start doing that and then you kind of start hitting some local places. What flipped the switch for you where you went from like, I'm here and I'm making the best of it to like, I want to have ownership in the city. Oh, okay. Um, well, I think uh, the divorce, like I was, that's the reason I was living in Martin as I was married okay. and I got divorced. And you know, when you, I don't know, hopefully you guys don't get divorced, but uh, thank you. you know, you just want to like, you know, restart yourself. And you know, that's why I moved downtown because I was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live in the city because I've always wanted to live in the city. Because, uh, you know, I left New Orleans as like a te- like late teenager, you know. So I didn't get to live on my own in, in New Orleans at all. So I just wanted to see what it was like. So I went there and just the freedom to do whatever you want, you know, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- yeah, and then I don't know. I didn't want to be like, I just wanted to click. I just got tired of seeing the trash. That, that's it. I didn't want to be like the mayor of Augusta or, you know, Mr. Augusta or anything like that. It was like, I'm tired of seeing this. So I just did it. Are there any like conversations you had? There must've been where you're sitting around, like whose job is it to do this anyways? Or like, why is like, take us through your thought process of this, because what you do and the way that you was even remotely, the way that you have people assembled consistently there has to be like a really strong ethos behind this. Before you answer that question, please, can you please tell the listeners what Operation Clean City is? Smart question. Smart question right there. Yes. Okay. Operation Clean City is um, essentially a group of volunteers. No one gets paid for it. Not even me. Um, that we go out every weekend, usually on a Sunday to clean up the streets of uh, Augusta, Georgia, specifically downtown from downtown of main, mainly Broad Street. So we go out there with uh, blue buckets and grabbers and we literally walk the streets and it takes about an hour or two and pick up trash that is left out from the night before. Usually um, t- to-go cartons, cigarette cartons, beer bottles, cans, um, and then sometimes you just have random trash. Uh, but mainly it's stuff that people literally and purposefully throw out of their car or that they have instead of using uh, the multiple trash cans that are on Broad Street. Okay. So with that being said, though, how do you mobilize people to do this for free? I mean, this is, you know, it's hard to get people to volunteer for things. Yeah. So I think this is where the military um, fits in. And Augusta having a huge military community. So the, the people that run it now are Air Force. They're in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was blessed to have a, this great group who they kind of, and going back to the first question, they kind of have that same um, mentality that I did when I was living there. Like they're really passionate about Operation Clean City. Um. And when you're in the military, a lot of things are like kind of instilled in you, you know, and one of those things is to volunteer. Um, And it's either, and it serves two purposes. One is it makes you feel good. And two, it also makes you look good. Um, And I'm not saying that that they're doing it because they want to look good to promote and all that, because I can tell that the guys that, uh, or the people that are doing it right now actually care 100%. And I never did it. To, to get any awards or nothing like that either. It was it was strictly out of there's a problem it needs to be solved, and and let me solve it. So going back to that first question you asked me, um, I can literally tell you like walk you through how it went because I don't I don't really waste time or deliberate to do when I want to do something like I'll just do it. I don't I don't care like to see all right, who do I got to talk to to do this? I'll just go do it and find out later. So I was sitting outside of Nacho Mama's with my friend, Josh. He was also in the Navy. It was like a Sunday at like 5 p.m. I think we just finished riding bikes or something. And we were were eating, uh, and I miss Nacho Mama's a lot. Uh, Shout outs to them, by the way. (laughs) Um, So I was eating, we were sitting outside, and it was a nice day outside. There was a lot of people walking out. And there's a lot of trash on the sidewalk right in front of Nacho Mama's and on the street. So 
what not your mama still water and i think at the time it was blue blue sky right yep. yeah so there's a lot of just trash like cigarettes beer bottles and we're just sitting out there and i'm like man look we're just talking about man look at all this trash and we're like wonder who who has to who's picking this up you know and we're just talking about it and i was like hey, josh what are you doing right now and he's like, oh, not much do you got anything planned like no i'm good and there was like I think right where Tribeca is, there used to be like this little bodega. Like it was the craziest thing. Like it was a little store. And we walked in that store and they had grabbers and they had <laughs> trash bags. It was like, it was like meant to be like this little <laughs> store had grab. Like I've never seen a grabber in my life before up until this day. <laughs> and I walked in there. I was like, Oh yeah, let me get, th-. they were the worst grabbers, but they didn't even last the the clean the first time we did it <laughs> so that that sunday we went from eating riding bikes eating tacos to picking up the trash just like that not you know i wasn't gonna like, oh that's a that's a i'll call the city tomorrow on monday when they're open see how we can get a permit no i just just go do it you know because right. why not no one else is doing no it i'm gonna do it so we i think there's a picture on our Instagram, if you guys want to look at it, yeah, it's it's like the first picture. It's a uh, it's a yellow bike leaned against a tree, and there's like four or five trash bags. That was like the first ever pickup was was that picture right there. And then after that, I didn't do it again for like maybe a month, and then I just started going out by myself consistently, like every weekend. And I did it initially every Saturday and Sunday. Because I live downtown, so it wasn't a problem for me. Did it have like a name at that point, or was it just uh, Glenford picks up trash? Yeah, I think that the first couple months it was just me picking up trash, and then I remember going on Facebook, like on my personal page, and when I de- when I decided I was going to make it like a group thing, yeah, I, I like I got like my close friends, and I messaged them. Excuse me, I said, "Hey guys, I'm thinking about doing this. What should I call it?" I'm thinking Operation Clean City and other people threw out like other kind of military sounding names. And I don't even remember what the other ones were because once I like, once I, you know, <laughs> once you get the idea in your head, yeah, you're like, oh, that's what I'm gonna call it. Like what, is this what you guys always wanted to call the podcast or were there other names? Actually, no. <laughs> this is our third name. This is the third name? But the way that we chose this name was that we had the hashtag drop the disc from the beginning. Yeah, and the phrase was always "drop the diss." And yeah, I we knew that. when we started the show that we needed to change the name. And somebody accidentally called us "drop the diss," and so we were like, "Oh, well, we've been work, we've been running with this since yeah. day one. Why isn't the show yeah. just named this?" So exactly, it 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 starts from it starts from I think a similar place, right? Yeah. So uh, and that's how the name, and then I made a Facebook group. With the Facebook page, which is mm-hmm. still the same one. Um, and oh, how, just do you like, know how many people you had like on day one on that Facebook page? Oh, I have no idea. I, I think we, I mean, we still don't have a lot of people. I think we just, we're just over a thousand likes on uh, on Facebook, but it's not, not a not I mean, a that's deal a pretty big deal is a thousand people that are willing to, to volunteer and help the city, probably starting oh, from you inviting like, what like fifteen or twenty cl- friends? Yeah, like my like all my friends. Like it doesn't matter <laughs> what state you were in. Like go like it, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, you know, it, it is awesome. Now that I think about it, like I'm not there, and I got these three awesome Air Force cats running it, and then they also like they they're bringing in a whole different side because I you know I just had my Navy friends, so now they're bringing in Air Force, and I still have Navy people. And mm-hmm. there's probably all sorts of people who I don't even know uh, who come out to volunteer. And it's, it's it's awesome. So let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is you being in Washington State right now. How that happened and how you continue, how Operation Clean City continues despite that, which I think is yeah. really notable. Oh, thank you. Um so I can't take all the credit myself. Um, so I left Augusta for the first time in February 2015. I went back to California for some more training. 
And then I wasn't even supposed to come back to Georgia. I was supposed to go to um, Maryland. But then some stuff happened, and it ended up that I had orders back to Fort Gordon. So I got back to Augusta in June 2016. And I, you know, since I was there, I started, I was leading Operation Clean City again. Then I left Augusta in 2019, 2019 for good to come up here to Washington State because I got orders up here. And I've been here ever since. Um, and I almost came back to Georgia. But uh, that, that little thing inside me uh, has sent me to Washington DC now. So I'll be, okay. I'll be trading on Washington for the other, uh, next year. Really? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, and it wasn't until I moved to Washington state, like right now that I realized how much I actually love and miss Augusta. Like it, it's become such a like big part of me. Um, and it's like the, the OCC is like a huge reason for that. Mm-hmm. because that's my that's my little baby right and um and i gave it to to seeing it grow in, in the hands of others is one of the reasons why i decided maybe i don't need to come back to augusta because it's doing fine without me and i should you know i want to live my life in the you know explore different cities go somewhere else go somewhere new occ is in good hands well, and take an opportunity the, to talk about those hands. Who, who, who's yeah. in charge of it now? How do you know yeah. them? How are they doing? So, uh, I'll get to how I got them through other people. So, okay, in when I left in 2019, I think I put out like an email at work, and it was like to the Navy. Uh, hey, uh, I'm leaving. There's an opportunity to lead OCC. Um, these two, um, I don't know. I didn't ask them to use their names. So these two people, uh, they volunteered. They said, Hey, yeah, this sounds great. We'll do it. Um, and they did it for a little bit. Um, and then I think they invited this one guy called Gabe to, he's the air force dude. Um, they invited him to clean up and he started coming every week. And those two people left or they just kind of stopped doing OCC and Gabe just took over from there. And then Gabe introduced uh, OCC to Jen and Elena. And those are the three people who kind of rotate right now through uh, who's doing OCC. They're in the military as well. So sometimes, you know, the military tells you, hey, you have to go over here and do X, Y, Z for this many months. So they're kind of in like that rotation phase right now. Sometimes it's Gabe, who's like the every day, every week lead. Sometimes it's Elena or sometimes it's Jen. So it kind of rotates with, you know, three and all of them have like the same passion I had, like, uh, to do it, you know, and it's, I, I love it. I've always like, when I was in Augusta and I, for whatever reason, I couldn't do OCC. I was out of town or whatever. I would ask like a friend of mine, like just random friends and they're like, ah, that's too early for me, man. You know, like I'm, I'm still, I'm still sleeping. It's Sunday. I'm like, ah, all right. But like these, these three cats, um, it's not too early for them. I love it. They, they got it down. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the uh, process. Tell us what time, you know, Oh yeah. what time on Sundays do y'all go? How long does it last? How many people volunteer? How many do you need? Also yeah. that. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, yeah. So, uh, what are we in the fall right now? So, yep. uh, traditionally, we try to do uh, late uh, later start time in the fall because you know it's still a Sunday. So we're doing nine o'clock meeting in front of Tire City Potters. Shout out to Shashir. <laughs> um, we meet outside of there, and it's pretty obvious. You know, uh, you see a group of people standing out there. You don't need to bring anything. We have all the buckets, we have all the grabbers, and we have all the gloves. Just bring yourself and your friends. So um, in the summertime, we start a little earlier because you don't want to be out there when it's like 100 degrees. Right. Um, but the, the problem with the summertime is sometimes by starting earlier, you know, a lot of people are still sleeping. 
Um, so it's either you start early or you, you know, sweat to death. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think what we're doing now is going to do zero, uh, 900 for, or nine o'clock for both year round, right. no matter what. Okay. Um, how long so, can people, how long can people expect to help? How long does it take to finish? It takes about an hour. Okay. So what we'll do is we, uh, we start at tire city. And we go from there straight towards Broad Street, and one group will go left from what? Is, what street is that? Is that Eleventh? Uh, by Tire City. I will confirm as we talk. Yeah, yes. I think that's Eleventh. So one one team will go from Eleventh to Fifteenth, all the way to uh, essentially Frog Hollow. Tenth. And okay, it's Tenth. And the other team will go from Tenth all the way to Fifth Street, all the way that to. Makes sense. Um, yeah, you guys know where fifth is. Um, and then back. And in the middle, we'll do the parking. The people who go right will do the parking decks in front of, like, Nacho Mama's and in front of the, uh, I think, right by you guys, right? The, yeah. You guys are yeah. in Allison, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right over there. And then the people on the left will uh, hit the, like, the side, side, the street parking by, like, a uh, whiskey bar and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's pretty much the the route that we take. Now, if we have a lot of people, like if, for example, uh, this is what happens all the time. This, this is kind of the way I want it to go. I just, I haven't had the, um, you know, I'm busy too. I have my, like, my work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I want it to be, this is how I want it to be. Each week, we have a sponsored group that does it. So... For example, we'll say the firefighters of firehouse number one is doing uh, this first week of May. The second week of May is going to be the employees at Nacho Mama's. The third week of May is going to be this unit from Fort Gordon and so on, right? Like each week, it's a whole different crew led by one of our um, volunteers. like volunteer leads, our team leads. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I want it to be. So it's like scheduled out in advance, so we know how many people are coming, right, and all that. I I can still get there. It's just like you know, you know, we got it's, it's a lot of work to like do that scheduling, and it's kind of hard for me now that I'm not over there as well. To yeah, make those sure. connections in person, but we can still get there. But right now, it's just whoever shows up, mm-hmm. uh, based off word of mouth. Or like following the social media pages, um, people to show up. Sometimes we have, uh, I think we had, we had a lot of people last week actually. Um, sometimes we'll have like fifteen. Sometimes we'll have three, and it just depends. That's tough. And on, yeah, honestly, um, I think five is like six is probably like the perfect size. Six is like the bare minimum. That That's you can do a, yeah. a good job in an hour type thing. A quick, a quick job, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if we have a lot of people, we'll do like Green Jones, or like some of the other side streets. Yeah. Next to Broad, but Broad is like the main. Uh, that's the focus, the main focus. Okay. So, so Glenn, um, I'm curious. You said you started this when you were sitting outside of Nacho Mama's eating some lunch after biking. You gotta ask him what he had. No, I'm not gonna ask what he had. Probably not just two pork, uh, no, two pork black bean and soft tacos. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but have you noticed that since y'all started OCC, have you noticed that trash is not left out as much, or has it Oof. stayed the same, or has it has there been more trash left out because there is a group that shows up Sunday mornings? Yeah. So that is that is something that I've always been. Um, it's like, do we need to continue doing this? Because we're just all, all we're doing is just picking up other people's trash, and they're not learning from it, right? Mm. If they see how bad it gets, maybe they'll understand. But all they see is trash that they leave behind gets picked up. Um, the trash has not, in my like whole time, it stayed the same. Mm. It's never changed. The only time it changes. Well, the only time I don't like OCC is not to be picking up trash is when like there's a city sponsored event 
like Arts in the Heart, uh, the Iron Man, or any time during like the Masters when they're doing like a big event downtown, yes. the city will take care of it. Um, but people, the people who are littering aren't the people who follow OCC on Instagram and Facebook. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it like that. They're the people who have no idea that OCC exists. Um, we're just not reaching them. Um, I don't know how to reach them. We've tried. I don't know if you guys ever seen them, but we had a, a like a poster campaign a couple of years ago. Um, it was, I think, it, the 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 crux of it was uh, there are forty three trash cans on Broad Street. Use one, you know. Mm. And it was a, a whole bunch of pictures of trash cans, and uh, we posted them up at every single like storefront, you know, from firehouse all the way to whiskey bar, all the way like to wherever, you know, every single storefront that had visible, invisible storefront, we had a, a poster on there and you know, it's, it's, that's the hard thing, you know, like, yeah, we're doing a great job, but ultimately we need to like teach people. I mean, people know not to litter. I mean, it's not, it's, but they still do it anyways. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that they leave behind it's it's fairly obvious that they know what they're doing, you know. It's right. Yeah. Like diapers, you Beer know. Beer bottle. What, what people will do is they'll go in those uh, parking decks right right outside of like Soul Bar and all that. Yeah. And they'll pregame right there, and leave. They'll leave like handles, boxes of like twelve pack boxes, cans, everything, right outside of their car, and then go finish the rest of their night in one of the you know clubs or whatever and that's what that's all it is you know it's it's essentially that you know just drunk people being um i don't want to curse here but drunk people being turds i'll, I'll call yeah. them turds and irresponsible yeah irresponsible people yes We'll be right back for some on-theme in the month of October horror stories of cleaning up the city as well as Glenn's response to the Drop the Disc question and more conversation after this quick message about our friends at the Clubhouse. I'm going to take this opportunity to talk about a really cool program that the Clubhouse does called Founders Circle. What Founders Circle is, is it's a networking opportunity and kind of like a joint board opportunity for people that own small businesses. We know that the Clubhouse has office space. We know that they have uh, leadership programs. They also have uh, coding boot camps. But one of the great things that a lot of people don't know about the Clubhouse is the networking opportunities. And Founder Circle is a great example of those. They host them on Wednesdays around lunchtime. And for more information on these programs and other Clubhouse programs, including the Coding Boot Camp and the Make Startups program, go to theclubhow.se or you can follow them at Innovate Augusta. Let, let me ask a question that may... So our whole goal here, we want to talk about cool things that are happening and we want to be positive. But I want to take a second to kind of be real because a lot of people know about this and a lot of people, especially the people that spend time downtown like us, we we know that this, even if we didn't know about Operation Clean City, we know that there is an issue with littering. Um, Is this something that you see as like a local government thing too? Like, is this something where the local government, in your opinion, should be involved? Are they involved? Do they, do they support you guys? I'm, I'm curious, you know, you've been to a lot of places. I'm kind of curious on your perspective on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, So uh, I don't know. I I think there was rumors that they were going to bring back the caddy do you guys know what the caddy is no or what it what, what it was no uh i if you want to speak to david from book tavern he's he's the guy to talk to about caddy okay. but i'll do it i'll do a quick uh a quick little breakdown of it there was a group of people who were paid for by like the uh, government tax like the uh, business owners downtown yeah and that money was to pay these people to do uh beautification and upkeep of downtown to include like planting flowers and to include like picking up trash. But, uh, it didn't last long and I don't know what the reason was. And it, it dissolved shortly before I got to Augusta in like 2010. So from that time up until now, I'm assuming, uh, there isn't anyone 
who's paid by the city. And I don't, I might be speaking out of line. So don't, if any city leaders are hearing this, I'm Reach sorry. Reach out and let us know if it's yeah, wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, there's, there's no one that's being paid to, to do that on, on a weekly basis. There is the garbage trucks that come around on Sundays that they clean out the garbage bins. That's the only thing I've seen, but that's all they do. They don't walk around with grabbers and buckets. Um, they just empty out the, uh, the black little garbage yeah. bins that are on every corner. So, you know, you've, um, you guys have been to Greenville, Charleston, Savannah, right? Right. And I don't know if it's, uh, well, I don't know about Savannah, but uh, at least I know in the two South Carolina cities, it might be a South Carolina thing that they have people walking around literally like the whole night sweeping and picking up trash. Um, and maybe that's something that needs to happen. Uh, just maybe on the weekends when the act, when the litter, like a Monday through Friday or Monday to Thursday, I don't think it's, it's a big problem because most of the litter is coming from drunk people or people like pre-gaming and things of that. So maybe on those three days or two days, really Friday and Saturday have a group of people just, uh, picking up trash, uh, funds from where I don't know. I mean, that's the government's job to figure it out. Um, but until then, you know, OCC is going to be here on every Sunday, picking it up. So I have I have two questions for you. I know I don't want to take too much more of your time. You know, we're picking up trash. I'm curious um, for those out there that recycle. Do y'all recycle things that y'all pick up or does, is it all going to one place? It's all going to one place. And that one place is those same trash receptacles that everyone should be using. Okay. Um, yeah, we pick it up in our blue bucket and dump it at the nearest black circle trash can. We don't dump in like big huge green dumpsters because i don't know if that's legal because i don't know what this i don't think it is yeah no, yeah so we right use thing. yeah <laughs> yeah we use the city ones that are just out there for everyone to use um recycling we don't do that uh mainly because it would take too much time it would ha we would have to have a lot of people like one person walk around just to get what cans one person mm -hmm. And we're not going to sort, you know, we're, at the right. end of the day, we're still volunteers, you know? Right. But if y'all um, got to, to a point where you had 30 volunteers a Sunday, that could be something that y'all look into. That could be something. Yeah. And it's something I'll, I've always thought about as well. There's, um, I even had this grand idea of getting a, uh, the problem is we don't do, Augusta doesn't do glass recycling. Right. I think, right. Is that still a thing? Yeah. They, they don't do glass recycling. And a lot of the stuff we do is get is glass bottles right? right so that would be a really good one to to do for a little bit we did take a lot of the glass bottles and um put it where uh i don't know if that truck is still there but it's uh eric's from bees knees he had this like raggedy little truck parked outside of tire city and in the bed he you could just put a whole bunch of recycling in the bed of the truck and he would take it to one of the uh, drop-off centers. I cannot. We speak used to do to that. that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely there. I don't know if it's there right now, um, but it used to be there. Uh, this is a little blue truck, and we we used to do that. But then at the end of the day, it was like let's say we had like one person, two people cleaning up. It's hot outside. You know, we we would just do like the bare minimum and and right. go doing a service. It's it's incredible, and I don't. Be as appropriate as you can, but huh. in your time at the OCC, what is the most interesting thing you found? Okay. Um, you know, the most are appropriate. You don't. It doesn't have to be appropriate. Yeah, yeah whatever you say, want. If you I'll, need yeah. to, I'll you can say, describe it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'll just say there's a lot of play lot hangman of with us, maybe. A lot of drugs. Uh, itself. Um, uh, yeah, just, you know, protect, protection. <laughs> used protection. Used, used protection. Uh, diapers. That's interesting uh, to me. Honestly, honestly, to me, I think diapers is yeah. the most disgusting yeah. thing. Like, I mean, 
you got your child out there at well, I guess 10 p.m. changing it, and then you can't take it to the trash can. Yeah, it's, <laughs> not the child, um, the diaper. Yeah, <laughs> diaper. There used to be a funny thing. Uh, I don't want. I'm I'm not going to name businesses. I don't. It's not their fault that people litter. Right. So it's you know, but there used to be an area, and I'll just leave it vague. But we used to call it Chicken Wing Alley because. <laughs> There were so many chicken wings, like <laughs> spent, like eaten up, just the bones, just littered on this sidewalk. And I was like, this, this is crazy. Um, and then there used to be, I don't know if it's still, um, soul, no, not so far. What is it? Uh, soul something? City, sultry uh, Sounds? Sky sultry City? Sounds. Oh, Sultry, sultry sounds. sounds. Is Sultry That's Sounds be, It's behind there? Metro. Is it still? I don't think it is. Okay. There used to be this parking lot right across the street from Soldier Sounds. I don't know if you guys know what it, what, about it. But that place used to be, it was the equivalent of the, uh, of the uh, parking decks for like, uh, for like Soul Bar and all that. Yeah. It was for Soldier Sounds. People would park here, pregame in there, and then go into Soldier Sounds. And that place was, oh my God. <laughs> That place was just as bad as Broad Street. Um, and then there's, uh, what is it? I'm just name dropping people, but it's not their fault. Um, <laughs> that, what is the, the spot, the lounge? What is it called? It's right across the street from Frog Hollow. It's that, that club. Oh, scene. The scene. The scene. That's a, that's, that's a such that a great That doesn't name, surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> that place, it, for a minute, for a minute, and it kind of died down. It was bad out there for for a long time, but um, I think they figured out how to like stop people from drinking outside or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I think the but, answer was more police officers. I think yeah, that was for the answer. a long time, that place was like a, a crazy uh, a kill zone is what, what I called it, a kill zone out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you'll find anything out there. Uh, shoot like shoes, like random shoes. Like with the heels broken off, like the shirts. Uh, I think, oh, I think I bought, um, I found like some, like, it was probably like a bag that was meant to be dropped off at like a food bank or something like that. Or maybe they got it from a food bank and like just left all the food they didn't want like on the street. It was like Thousand Island sauce, peanut butter. Like green peas, it's a whole bunch of random like food that was just like left out, like pristine food. And I was like, man, this is, this is a waste of good food that somebody could have used. But uh, I'm sure at some point this, you guys have cleaned up multiples of my hats and sunglasses as well. So on behalf oh, of yes. me, thank you for me that. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too, man. I've lost so many eyeglasses out there. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Drop the disc. We'll be right back with more of Glenn Ford with Operation Clean City. Homeownership is great. And thanks to Nancy Powell, she really helped me and my wife out a lot. But once you own a home, there's a lot of responsibility that you may not be prepared for. And one of those is when your roof is really old, it was time for a new roof. And so I got hooked up with gun roofing. Gun roofing is reliable affordable and dependable. The process was very easy. They came and gave me a free quote and then they did the job in one day at a very reasonable price. If you need a new roof or if your roof is damaged and you're struggling with insurance paying for it, you need to give Gun Roofing a call. 706-962-7026. Or you can see more information on www.gunroofing.com. So, Glenn, c- can you tell the listeners how to get involved? How, how yeah. does someone get involved? They're listening to this episode and they're like, man, I could do this on Sunday for an hour on, at 9 a.m. Yeah. How do I get involved? For sure. All right. There's, uh, if you want to get involved and you want to like get your uh, like a group, so not just you, you can go to operationcleancity.com go there and like the first page you'll that should pop up is like a sign up sheet so just type in your name your number and what date you want to um, come and we'll make it available for you 
right? We'll have extra equipment laid out. So let's say you say you want to come next week on Sunday and you're bringing 10 people. We'll have 10. We'll have that stuff reserved for you and your group in addition to the other uh, volunteers. Or we'll just tell our regular volunteers to not come this week because we have a sponsored group. Um, And normally we have updates. Let's say it's raining or we're just not going to have a cleanup. We'll put that information out on Facebook and Instagram. Other than that, um, just so you know, every weekend we're out there doing it. So you show up whenever you want. It's always going to be happening unless we put out that message that it's either raining or we're not going to be there because, you know, our guys need vacations too. Yep. Right. Now, real quick, you mentioned the equipment's already there for people. Is that like a sponsor situation? Do you guys pay for that out of your own pockets? How does how does that work? We did the Who Gives a Shirt thing, and we got seven hundred something dollars from that. Um, so right now we're using that money to to fund uh, some stuff. But when that runs out, we'll going back to you know me paying for everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. So if you're a business and you want to help clean up downtown, maybe you could sponsor Operation Clean City. 100%. I've been trying to get sponsored for a long time. How do they reach but, out to uh, you directly through the Facebook? Yeah, or that the website. I think I used okay. to have like a donor a donor or sponsor page, but I might have removed it cuz no one ever uh no one ever clicked we'll on it. We'll open it back up and send us a link. Up. Yeah, send us okay. a link. <laughs> yeah, or you can just hit me up on that same that first page on the website. You can okay. get in touch with me via there or Instagram, Facebook. I have access to all that stuff. Okay. Um, so yeah, I would, I would love some sponsors. That'd be great. Is there anything that we didn't mention, Glenn, that you would like us to talk about before we close this out? Yeah, I could, I could, uh, I'll just do a little brief history of all the like businesses and people who supported OCC from day one, who, who were like mean a lot to me. Um, so when I started OCC, I started it from like, you know, I used to live downtown. And I just kept the, I, I, it was just me. So I just had like one or two buckets and I just kept it at my house. And then once OCC grew into like, I made it like a thing where a lot of more people, I had about like 10 buckets and we kept them outside of uh, the book tavern out in that little patio area that uh, David has. Mm-hmm. And he was one, he was like my first big supporter and I will always love David for that. And uh, we love. I respect that. him a lot. Yeah. He's, he's a great dude. Um, you guys go to the book tavern, buy books, and don't order on Amazon. Go to book tavern. Uh, he'll hook you up. So, yeah. So, David is the man. And then when um, – we, so, we couldn't store, like, the stuff inside because it's, like, gross – equipment right and he has a bookstore i'm not gonna and then it was also kind of like becoming an eyesore you know he was fine hosting it but i was like dave i don't want like you know you got a nice business here and you got all these gross buckets so i started looking for another place to to host the equipment and that's where another one i think you guys did you guys you guys interview david right yes yeah he was one of our first interviews yeah actually i uh i do a uh interview series as well it's called talking trash yeah yeah, yeah. we haven't even City. talked about that yet yeah uh, yeah we'll, we'll get to that after this because i gotta so another one of your into uh, people you've had on your show sandy crowley yep. uh she had artists i think she still has it but uh i don't know what i don't know what the situation is but when it was in its full swing we she let us keep the buckets inside of the uh the store or the gallery, or the co-op. And uh, that's another huge, huge person. And it's a, the reason why OCC went from what it is, what it was then to what it is now, because she taught me the social media aspect of running OCC. I wasn't, I didn't care about it. I just wanted to do, I just wanted to clean the trash and call it a day. But she, she reached out to me I don't know how or why, but she just reached out to me and said, Hey, I like what you're doing. Let's get your social on point. And she hooked it up with the website. She hooked up, uh, taught me how to like post and how to take pictures and all these things. 
always loved Sandy. Uh, respect to her. And then um, I think once that, I think she was switching up her situation over there. So I had to start looking for a different place. And one of the first people I went to to talk to about Operation Clean City was Shashir at uh, Tire City. Because I wanted to see, uh, this was like in 2014. I just wanted to see what the, what the city's idea, what the, like, not by the city, I mean like the people who live there, the people who are the heart of the city, like Shashir, Bee's Knees, you know, Nacho Mama's, uh, you know, Coco. I wanted to see what these people thought of OCC before I started it. And I went to him and he was all about it, you know? And so I remember that like 2017, I was like, oh yeah, Shashir. And he's got a great spot too, because Tire City is like this huge location. So I went up to him and said, hey man, we're, um, we got to find a new place for OCC. I was wondering if I could like set up here. And he was like, oh yeah, come on, man, let's do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he is. And, so we did that there and we've been there ever since and I don't think we're going anywhere else. We just got this huge new uh, storage yeah, shed. Yeah, it's all that on social media. <laughs> yeah, I'll t- the story behind that is funny. Um, I don't know if I could tell it, but... Okay, so Talking Trash, I started like 2018, I think. Um, and I wanted to like... So a lot of people know who what Operation Clean City is, but a lot of people really don't. Like... Uh, like the people, the downtown people know because they see us, obviously. But the people who don't live downtown in Augusta and Evans, Martinez, they like have no clue who we are. And I wanted like to find out a way to reach people not in the know. So there's two things I did started in 2018 to like try to to do that. The first was I started like a concert series, um, kind of like. Tiny Desk style, right? So the 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 reason I started that is because um, going back to like the one of the first questions you asked me is how did you get to know downtown? I used to go to Metro almost every like maybe three times a night to to watch music. Right, uh, Ryan Abel, mm-hmm. Philip Lee, Michael, they'll be playing with Keith Jenkins. They would just be playing, and I would just sit there and just take it all in. Loved it. And I'd always had the idea to like record, like record music and put it on film or whatever and put it online. And I love Philip. You guys, did you guys get a chance to interview Philip at all? No, unfortunately not. Um, I know uh, that, that man, I'll tell you what, he, he's a big reason why I fell in love with Augusta. Just seeing that those guys perform on stage really, really drew me in. And I always wanted to perform him. I wanted him to be the first person I recorded. And I was on deployment when I found out that he died. And that was like a sad day for me. It really was. I was, and I literally left on deployment like a week before. So I was like, dang, dude, I can't even be at his funeral or, you know, see the whole thing. Um, so I made the decision there that when I got back to the States, I was going to start the, the concert series. One, to fulfill, like, a passion of mine. And two, to I, I called it Operation Clean City Concert Series. And it was going to be used to promote, use music to promote the cause of OCC, right? Right. Um, so I did a couple concerts. It was awesome. The first one was at uh, the Book Tavern. It was Kenny George Band and Celia Gary. I don't know if you guys know mm-hmm. these, these cats. Uh, get them on your show. I think we got to see the Kenny George band recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. They just played at the Miller. Yeah. They're there. I love them. Um, and Celia, if you guys don't know who she is, she's, uh, an awesome, awesome, funny person. Um, so we did that and then we did a couple other shows around different, different spots at the Augusta candle company. We did one at, uh, tire city and, uh, at four, is it four one one music? Is that what it's called? I know did what I you're talking right? about. Yeah, the new music the, store. Yeah, the music store downtown. Yeah. yeah, and we did one there. And the pandemic kind of killed, killed that, and it was expensive. And you know, I was funding all of it myself. So wow, was, that's tough. Know, yeah, running concerts is is not a it's not a cheap thing. Anyways, so the second thing I did to like get OCC's name out was this concert series at 
oh, not content, the interview series called Talking Trash. It's a pretty basic scenario, and hopefully you guys will be on there one day. Yes, I'm sorry about the timing. It's just never worked out. But we have you on on right now. (laughs) That's true. Um, It's just I take a guest from, you know, a notable person from Augusta area or whatever, and we literally do the cleanup while being recorded Um, so people can see, you know, how bad it really is. Hmm. as well as like getting time to know someone and putting their, their whatever they're doing, put that out in the public as well. Right. Um, shout, I want to shout out my cameraman, Aaron White. He is uh, a trooper. I'll tell you what, sometimes we're out there, especially in the summertime, he's walking backwards, sweating, it's hot, and he's holding that camera rig. Shout out to you, Aaron. You're the man. <laughs> um, and those are like the two things that are like, are like passion projects that I really want and use and hope, hope they work to like, you know, get OCC out in, uh, other, and out in other areas than downtown. Right. Yeah. Um, as of now, this concert series, that's, that's on hold probably for good, but just because it's just so expensive, but talking trash, uh, that's going to continue until who knows when, but that's, that's the main thing right Love now. Love that. Love that. So Glenn, you know, we're, we're very, very happy to have you on the show that you, this is an incredible, incredible thing that you're doing in Augusta, even though you're not living in Augusta, you've created this team around you to really keep it going forward, which is awesome. Uh, we ask every guest this one question. It is the drop the disc question. And now for the drop the disc question presented by Trainer Gray. The drop the disc question is sponsored by Trainer Gray Media. They're an incredible source when it comes to marketing your business. If you need help with promo videos, website design, graphic design, you name it, they've got it for you and you can trust them. They're a multi Emmy award winning company based out right in Evans, Georgia. Check them out, trainergraymedia.com. And the best way that I formulate it is if someone were to walk up to you anywhere and talk negatively about the city of Augusta, what would your response be to them? I'm sure this is the, the response a lot of people say is don't judge a book by its cover. Um, get, get to know, get to know Augusta. Don't just, uh, and, and what I do in my, like my current job, I, I meet people who, all the time they're going to Augusta for the first time. I'm like teaching them and they're going to Augusta for the first time. And they're like, Oh, I hear all these stories about Augusta. I'm like, no, 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 no. Augusta's awesome. Like just sure. There are things that are bad about it, but don't just go live in Columbia County and go to Augusta downtown once a week, you know, like go there on a Monday, go ride your bike, go, go see a show at the Miller, go, go see, live music, wherever, you know, like, don't just go, don't, don't just like think about Augusta as an afterthought, you know, like literally get involved, come, you know, come clean up on the weekends. Um, there's plenty of things to do in Augusta. Just open your eyes and be open-minded and you'll find it there. Love that. And you can also yeah. tell them that there's a podcast as well. There's a podcast <laughs> to listen to. It's on Spotify. <laughs> I was listening to it the other day. It's great. I was listening. I was actually listening to the uh, the Frog Hollow one. It was great. Oh yeah, yeah. with Sean White. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that one guy. seems to be pretty popular. Yeah, you know one of one of like the one of my proudest moments was I was on a date with someone and I was at Frog Hollow, and he walked up to my table. He says, "Hey man, I appreciate what you're doing." And I was like, "Oh shit," <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was like. And then he walked away and she was like, who's that? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the owner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, yeah, that's so, so cool. Was, shout out to him, man. Well, Glenn, thank you so much for what you have done and also what you continue to do. Um, I think it's pretty incredible. We both think it's pretty incredible, especially the commitment to be. I don't think you could physically be farther away in the uh in the like continental united states but you're still staying connected and that's really awesome and i know we speak for everybody when we say we hope to see you sometime here 
where at least we can take you out to Nacho Mama's and get a oh. margarita. Yeah, for sure. Oh. <laughs> Top shelf, baby. Top shelf. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks All right, for man. having me, man. Thank you uh, so much. I appreciate you guys. Yes, sir. And you guys, hold on. Let me let me talk about you guys. You do it. Do it. This is our favorite part. Um, <laughs> no, for real. You guys really, I remember you guys when you first started and just watching you grow, you know, online. I've never met you before, but just watching you guys grow and not giving up from, I guess, I think you were doing like shows in your house or probably something like small. Yeah, you guys oh, yeah. are like running yeah. the podcast game in Augusta. What, Coco's on your network now? You guys got like your whole squad. Yeah. You're killing it, man. Good job, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Drop the Disc Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you leave us a rating or review and stick around because Chris is coming up right now with Around Augusta with all of the rumors and information and knowledge about what's going on in Augusta that you need to know about. Hey guys, this is Chris with Around Augusta. Around Augusta is just a segment for me to really talk about what's going on in the city. Maybe it's new businesses coming to town, new developments, rumors, or even things that you might find on your ballot. Speaking of that, November 2nd, put this date in your calendar. On November 2nd, we will be voting on the new James Brown Arena. Financing for the new James Brown Arena will be funded through bonds, grants, and other revenue streams. The bond referendum on November 2nd, 2021 will ask voters to allow the Augusta Richmond County Coliseum Authority to raise money through the sale of bonds, which is the most cost-effective way to pay for large projects as they allow for money to be repaid over time instead of requiring all the money up front. If you haven't seen the new video and rendition of the James Brown Arena, you need to go Google this right now. Watch the video. It's a really, really neat looking building. Now I'm not going to tell you which way to vote, but I'm here to tell you that we have the right to vote yes or no for it. Check it out. It is something that we need to get behind to actually promote the city. And number two, I got to shout out David Peltier for keeping me up on these things. The second floor of the Johnson Building on Broad Street, which is above, which is above Groucho's Deli, will be converted in a new 14-unit extended-stay hotel. This will be a new place for visitors to stay in the downtown area. This is incredible. Love seeing new places for people to stay, tourists to stay. It'll be great. Can't wait. And that is all I have for Around Augusta with Chris. I'll see you next week.